I'm trying to stop. <laughs> You're shoveling mac and cheese down your throat like an animal. I can't help it. You want to just... My hot dog's finished. You want to lick the bowl real quick? I'm going to. (laughs) I will. All right. This is No Politics at the Dinner Table. I'm Tony Biancasino. And I'm Am Prakash. Today we're classing it up with hot dogs, mac and cheese, and martinis. I love it. When's the last time you had a hot dog? Um, I can't remember. I mean, I have kids, so probably not as long ago as you, but, but it's been a while. It's been a while. I love them, by the way. They're amazing. They're so good. They're just, I I don't, it's one of those things that don't care. You don't don't care, care, right? But you know, it's like snouts and stuff like that. Snout it up. Don't care. (laughs) At this point, you could tell me that there's a human in it and I would still eat them. (laughs) That's how much I love a hot dog. Really? They're unbelievable. You're not going to give them up. I, I don't think I could either. They're, no, they're you can't so give those good. up. They're so good. And, and here's what we do, right? Because because like we're older and we're fatter. Right. Now I justify you get organic hot dogs. Right. They're right. Like, and I look at the back and it's like, oh, 60 calories yeah. a dog. And yeah. I'm like, oh, I can have 10. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. Right. And martinis. And martinis. I haven't had I haven't had a martini in a long time because, you know, they're kind of dangerous, but but they're tasty. Yeah, martinis are the greatest thing ever. Look, we had a whole batch of them right here. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. We might not get through this podcast. I know. Thank God it's only thirty minutes. I know, I know. Could you imagine if we did an hour podcast drinking <laughs> martinis? By the end of it we'd just be like <laughs> screaming at each other. Speaking of screaming at each other, yeah. what should we scream at each other about? Okay, so the first thing that I wanted to talk about this week uh, kind of dovetails with what we talked about last week, which was I would mentioned that Bernie Sanders needs to make more than 60% um, of his outcomes yep. in coming states. Yep. And wow, did he do that. Told you. Um, he's won the past five contests in a yep. row. And the last three, he's won with commanding margins. Alaska, yep. 81.5%. Hawaii, seventy percent. Washington State, seventy three percent. Yep. Yet, I mean, I'm I'm just baffled by this because it's still the case that all of the me- major media outlets. Yeah. There was a tepid no sort love. of statement from the New York Times that yeah. yeah yeah he did he did pretty well but you know it's still sort of you know he should bow out um, <laughs> and and I mean he's won five in a row I mean who says that. Uh, and every other sort of digital outlet is sort of I mean really just. It's it's astonishing at this point. Right. It's I mean it's it's there it's literally at this point they they can't even pretend they're just sort of ranged. It's against the machine, them. dude. It is. It's it the is establishment. I don't I, want this. I, you're shocked because you counted my boy out. You know because you're one of those people that you're you your your foot's half in. You're, you're you have one foot in, one foot out. You're not really in. Jeet and I were in the whole you time. You know. Listen, I'm. I don't know. I guess I'm a kind of a pessimist to, yeah, to sort you of are, begin actually. with. You know, I'm just like I don't want to get my hopes up too much, especially when this guy. I, I there's so much that I like about him, and there's so much that he says that I think is just sort of right for He's for not crazy. just for me, but for for everybody really. Yeah. yeah. Um. But isn't it? But, but those are the kind of people that get shot. You know, yeah. <laughs> so it's like those are like those are the guy. You know, it's 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 often the case. That's what I worry about. I'm just oh like, god. oh god. Um, but I'm I'm actually just baffled by the media narrative. Now, speaking of media narratives, there's the other one, and I'm just going to say these three words, um, and you're going to you. know. Uh, well, that's for later. I love you too, that's, man. That's for later, man. That's for later. <laughs> um, he started it. 
Yeah. <laughs> Great defense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a, I've, I've been using that defense right. my whole life. Right. So Donald Trump, when he was asked by Anderson Cooper um, about a tweet where he ju- <laughs> where there was a juxtaposition of his wife yeah. and 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 Ted Cruz's wife, and asking which one would you rather have as the first lady, right. Um, by the way, I'd go Trump's wife. And he said that. He said, by the way, a lot of people said my wife. Uh, so, Who would you rather have? Um, oh, God, that is it. I think actually Trump's wife. Yeah. Because, and- you know, if you actually know a little bit about her, she's actually got quite a, a sort of like an accomplished background. Oh, ew. I was going yeah. looks alone. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's tone it down over there with the accomplished right. background. No, no it really She's cares. like owns several businesses of her own making. She speaks like four languages. You I know, just she's... think that if I had to choose for me to right. be married to Trump or Cruz, I would go Trump. Like I would think I would have a better time as Trump's husband. Yeah, than cruises probably yeah because he's probably. like he owns casinos right he flies around the world in helicopters right, right. i think he likes a good steak right <laughs> and then cruise is nice, like nice glass of water you know cruise probably put shuts all the lights out and put blindfold on when he has sex with his wife <laughs> <laughs> like it's naughty right right <laughs> he's he's flagellating while he's like doing there's it. something wrong with somebody that marries ted cruise right right um so i was just gonna say you know with the whole Donald Trump thing is that I feel like each week when you think you hit the depths of yeah. where the campaign rhetoric can go on the Republican side, they just, they astonish you. I don't you know, think? I don't I, think so. Listen, I mean, okay. Remember, I mean, a couple of weeks ago it was like, oh my God, they're talking about fingers and, you know, you know, penis size. And, and that, and now it's like, my wife's prettier than yours. You know, what's next? I mean, I, I really just, I I can't I want to can I be honest? Yeah. I want to see their dicks. <laughs> I actually physically want to I want to have a contest where they go out on stage. That should be the next this debate. Is it. The next Lo- debate. Longest one is president or at least gets the Republican vote. Would you look? I'd look. I think I'd look probably. <laughs> I kind of want to see it. <laughs> Um, I, I'm not surprised by this. I don't know why you'd be so surprised. Who cares? It's like, wh- wh- how worse could it get? I mean, it's, but, it's been it, low blow since day one. Um, I, I saw a piece the other day, which I thought was interesting, which which basically said that, you know, now that that many liberals um, and certainly many, many liberal media outlets are decrying the rise of Trump. Yeah. The fact is, is that they're the ones who made him. Of course. Um, that Every it, single it, day. It, it wasn't the conservative media that sort of pushed him along from the 80s to the 90s to now. Um, rather, it was the liberal media, and he's become this monster that they can't control. Yeah. Um, much like for the GOP, they have a base that they can control. Right. And this is a sort of a marriage. This is like this weird marriage made yeah. where the sort of liberal media outlets produced this GOP candidate who is now married with a GOP base yeah. that also is not of their making. Right. You know, so, um, and that's, that's what's kind of unprecedented. You know, Susan Sarandon had come out and said something about, you know, Trump's not that much worse than Hillary Clinton. Um, they, I think they took her out of contact. She today came and said, "That's I would never vote for Donald Trump. You're taking yeah. her out of contact. She's clearly yeah. a Bernie supporter. And I was trying to think about why, you know, the thought of, for me personally, mm-hmm. I don't think it's a secret, the thought of voting for Hillary to me is, is bad. I really don't want to do that. So I think, you know, people are, are astonished that there's Democrats that 
at least play with the idea of if it's a Hillary, they may either sit it out or vote for Trump. <laughs> and I was trying to think, what's the logic behind that? And I, and I think I got it. The superdelegates, you know, if you look at the head-to-head, no superdelegates, it's a pretty close race. Mm-hmm. We're at 200-some points, right? It's, a, it's anybody's game. Yep. And then when you have superdelegates like, who's the not-funny comedian from Minnesota? Al Franken. Yeah, Al Franken, who Bernie crushed in Minnesota. Uh, he's supporting Hillary. He's yep. a superdelegate. Yep. Howard Dean, mm-hmm. who is supporting um, Hillary, yep. even though Bernie's going to win. Mm-hmm. That makes you, as a Democrat, say, oh, my God, my vote really doesn't matter. Right. It's, it, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to sabotage. The only vote that matters for me is the vote for the other side. So I know that my vote for Donald Trump means more than my vote for Bernie Sanders because you, you, you guys don't care what we're voting for. You're going to do what the establishment wants you. So the only weapon I have against that is to vote for the other guy so that you lose. Does that make sense? Like I, a piece of me wants them to lose. If that, if that's, if, if Hillary beats them fair and square, we go, we go, we 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 get in a line, we support her. But if the the if if in the instance he wins and then the super delegates go with her and that's how she wins, mm-hmm. I ain't voting. Okay, I'm out. So and I have no problem saying that I'm out. Right. So so for you in that, I'm not saying I'm voting for Trump, but I'm out. Okay. I'm not voting for her. Okay. I'm not voting for okay. anybody. Well, unless there's like a this, Ralph Nader, right. Ross Perot comeback. Okay, okay. Well, well, Susan Sarandon, what she said, um, you know, and I, I agree with you. She was totally taken out of context, and the, the headlines were just totally. They love jumping they, on this. They were, they were literally. Um, I don't know what the word is, like mendacious. Like I mean, they were literally just outright lies compared to what she was actually saying. <laughs> yeah. And what she said was that if Bernie is not the candidate and Hillary is the candidate. She can imagine yeah. that some Bernie voters might well vote for Trump, so and the ra- and the rationale would be that because Trump a Trump win would be so bad that there would literally be a revolution, <laughs> and then and, 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 and she, that's what she said. I think she was kind of joking. She said the re- the revolution would come quicker, um, but. But then, of course, the the media just oh, sort of plucked, on plucked those lines, and, you know, I mean, it just just sort of that 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 she's uh, yeah that she's it's basically Bernie or Trump for her. I mean, yeah. that's just it's 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 outrageous. Um, can I talk about a, a a comment that you got from from a couple of weeks ago? I got a comment. Yeah, you got a comment that kind of sort of. This is fits. A, I mean, I don't think you're, this is our first ever comment. Yeah, yeah, and it's for know. me. Yeah, it's for it's 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 for you. You know, it it. it because you know you're, we're talking about this now, so we will, I, I think we, oh should, my God, we should talk I'm about. It. So on on March 16th on that on that podcast, uh, you brought up that that quote Trump was not responsible for anyone's death, um, unlike say Hillary Clinton, right? right. That who whose right. whose votes and right. whose whose policies, in fact, yeah. brought have brought war and death and so on. Um, and the implication there from from one of our listeners yeah. um, in 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 what is a long um, critique of you, uh, basically, <laughs> is it long? yeah, it's pretty long. It's pretty long. I'm, I'm going to try to summarize it here. Is basically that you're you're doing you're you're doing sort of three things okay. that that the implication that a vote for Trump would perhaps be um, a less sort of vote uh, not an ad, ad advocacy for violence like it would be for hillary is irresponsible so you're being irresponsible by suggesting that okay uh second that 
Trump that's, that's so bad. That, 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 that Trump has no record besides the record that he ha- really has on TV. Um, and what he has on TV is basically racist and misogynistic. Um, and Hillary's record is, you know, it's albeit mixed, but there's some good and bad. Um, so that's sort of wrong. There's an example of responsibility. <laughs> uh, and then finally, it's basically leaves with an assertion that, that, you know, Trump is dangerous. His rhetoric says so. Sure. Um, and if it came down to it, Hillary is the better candidate of the two. Okay. Um, so what do you think about that? Right. So, like, so, like- so let's, let's imagine, right. Can I just that, say that the superdelegates yeah. pick Hillary? Yeah. Right. So let's let's go back to that situation that you painted. And it is, you know, the the vote of the people was for Bernie, but the superdelegates came in and, yeah. and sort of changed the vote. And and she and it's and it's Trump versus Hillary. And yeah. what what this listener is saying is that you would be outright irresponsible for for everybody really to, to yeah. put somebody like that in power. I feel like this person's breaking up with me. <laughs> I want to. I want to like. We just lost a listener. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're, we're so, down to four. <laughs> we're so pro Bernie that we've lost lots of listeners. Um. Yeah, I remember saying that, and I get what she's saying. Mm-hmm. I think you know, kind of like the media is taking my girl Susan Sarandon out of context. Okay. I'm being a little taken out of context here. I wasn't implying Trump is good. I, I think I actually said in that comment, I'm not saying I want to vote for Trump. Mm-hmm. I'm just making a point that, one, you know, what he's done uh, on TV is that's a look, I produce TV for a living. He's doing what he's supposed to do. He's being uh, aggressive and angry and, and giving sound bites. And I'm not going to hold him. For me, he gets a pass. I've been on those sets. Um, I don't think that's all him. I think that's why that show has, has done very well. And it's one of the high, it was one of the highest rated shows in the country for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, Hillary Clinton legitimately has supported every bullshit war in my lifetime. Ones that I know as, right. as a nobody. I'm nothing. I have zero education. I have, not zero, but I, I, I know nothing. I've never run a country. I know nothing about foreign policy except for like what's right and wrong. You know what I'm saying? The basic values in life are what's right and what's wrong, which I like Bernie because I think he has a very strong foundation of what's right. Hillary Clinton has voted for wars for her political gain. To, to vote against the Iraq war was so unpopular that she could not do it, even though it was bullshit, which is why Barack Obama swept her all over the place, and that's part of why he probably won. It's just why Bernie Sanders has credibility, because there were a few people who were like, this is bullshit. <laughs> this is a bullshit war. So that was my point, was that she's been given an opportunity running a part of the country, obviously not being the commander in chief, but holding some pretty high office, including secretary of state, where she has sent masterminded the Libya overthrowing Gaddafi, which is a disaster. So she actually has been given, uh, she's already in the company. If you want to look at the government as you're in the company, she's had a job for a long time and she's been pretty shitty when it comes to people dying. All I'm just making the case that Yes, Donald Trump has said horrible shit. I don't want to vote for Donald Trump. I am by no means supporting Donald Trump, and I can see how that could be offensive. I'm just making the point that because a guy says a lot of bad shit, he's automatically worse than a lady who's done a lot of bad shit that says really good shit. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Take a side. 
You take a side right now, and I suggest you take my side. <laughs> I don't know you're going to say that. Um, this is tough. Uh, this is this is something that uh, people are call uh, lesser evilism, basically that, and, and it's kind of what the dem- Democrats have been running on for yeah. decades is that you better vote for me because I'm not the Republicans. It's not because right. I'm so great. It's just because I'm not them. Right. Um, and and that's you know it's worked you know, fairly well, um, for, for some time. And it seems like that's breaking down a little bit right now. Um, if it came down to it in, in that vote, if I had to, if I had to choose, right, I I think it wouldn't be a question for me that it would be automatic for Hillary. You would vote though. I would vote. I would vote. Even if if the scenario I gave you happened where he won and the super delicate scrum, you would still go be a little sheep and pull the lever. You know, ah, man, that's tough. That's my point. That's tough. I won't do it. Um, Because at that point, what are you really doing? You're actually supporting a corrupt system. I'm not saying I would do it out of spite. I would do it because I don't want to take part in a corrupt system. If if Hillary wins fair and square, mm -hmm. super delegates don't win her the election, dude, she's got my vote. I'm going in uh, gladly. I mean, not gladly. I'm, I'm sad, but I'll do it because it's like, okay, the majority of the Democrats, the party that I am with, went with her. I'm going to defer. I'm in. But if she wins because the establishment puts her in, I'm out. I'm out. I'm not going to vote for Trump, but I'm out. You have, you have to go in with open eyes, right? That, that you have to know that by doing this, you are actually, you know, it, it, this is a zero-sum game. Where if you don't vote for one person, that means they've lost a vote. So, and ostensibly Trump has then gained a vote, perhaps. Sure, but um, but 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 what you're doing is you're st- that's your starting point. My starting point is we've already the corruption happened before I did this. So what I'm doing negates anything. It doesn't matter because I am protesting the corruption that's happened. Therefore, no, if I, I'm not, I won't even look at that scenario where, well, technically what you're doing, no, technically the person that should have won didn't win. Granted, this is just a, a hypothetical mm-hmm. here. And let mm-hmm. me also just say for our listener who obviously I, I, I totally get it. If I was making it sound like I was supporting Trump, not happening. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm a Bernie Sanders supporter. Mm-hmm. So the idea of me liking anyone else is pretty tough. Um, I was just making a point that they, I see these people on social media all the time that pretend like Hillary Clinton is like this great, wonderful human being who's done so much for the country. And it's like, dude, like just because you you're not over there watching soldiers get blown the fuck up every day doesn't mean it's not happening. And if you cast a vote for that, you shouldn't be allowed to run the country. That's just my point. That's just my feeling. If you're if you have voted for bullshit wars where a lot of innocent people have died, including you know, the people that live there that are getting blown up every day. I don't know, man. I, I can't with a good conscience vote for that person. Okay. You know, great okay. responsibility with becoming the commander in chief. I don't think it's a secret that will, uh, that Hillary Clinton uh, likes war. Do you think we've, do you think we've done a good job of uh, <laughs> defending <laughs> our stance against our first ever writer? Um, pick a side, <laughs> pick a side, minor pick, pick a side, pick it right now. Um, well, listen. It's not fair. That's not. That's not a fair question. Nothing's man. fair. Pick it's it. not a fair question. I'm not answering that. She question. started it. <laughs> Let's it. I need. Right. <laughs> Let's drink these martinis. Let's do it.
um, selective sympathy, um, which is what essentially, you know, you know, like there's been a rash of terrorist bombings around the world, basically, in the past week. Yeah, it's brutal. Um, oh, shit. And- we should have started the podcast off with the latest one well i mean <laughs> to my point right so that oh last week we started with brussels right yeah. um but you know then baghdad happened and then and then pakistan Brutal. um and they're freaking awful they're terrible the body counts are even higher in those countries there's also nigeria um there's ivory um, coast ivory coast yeah Cote d'Ivoire. there's there's a ton right and the point that I was going to raise was that, you know, there's the sort of Je suis Charlie stuff. There's the French flag on, 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 on Facebook. Yeah. Um, but not for these other countries. No, no. <laughs> right, right? It just doesn't really happen. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, let's put it frankly, when there's a, a Western or sort of European Euro American, um, yeah. terrorist attack, an attack on a uh, Euro American site. Why don't you just say white people? Um, it's, it's essentially, but it is not even just white people, right? Because because there's other types of people who actually get hit. I mean, but but in those spaces, white majority right? spaces. Right? Okay, fine. Does that white, make you feel more comfortable white, saying it. <laughs> I mean, I can say white yeah. people very easily. But yeah. listen, the, the 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 question that I'm raising is that should we care that we don't care? Yes. Right. I mean, of course. Uh, no, but I think that's a big. Qu- it's a big question of like you know, moral philosophers debate this. Like, why do we care about certain things and not others? Yeah. Right. That w- what is that about? Because we we can't care about everything because that's 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 too much. It's too much of a burden. Yeah. Welcome right? to my yeah. life, Ahmed. <laughs> okay. It's not easy. Okay. Okay. Um. So that's that's something that that I just wanted to raise is that as a question that, you know, should we feel bad about not feeling bad? Well, let um, me ask you a question. Yeah. Do you feel bad about not feeling bad? I actually don't. Um, wow. Yeah. Really? I actually do. No, no, because, because there's, monster. there's, you know, I'm not a monster. There, there's just, there's, there's too much. Um, the world is, there's never a dearth of suffering in the world. Right? right. I mean, there's, there's just an overabundance of suffering. Um, and so the question is, is that, you know, why do we sort of feel certain things for, you know, like, I'm going to care if my mom gets hit by a car right. versus a random stranger who gets hit by a car. But right? you would I'm, feel you know, sad about I it. would feel sad, but not that sad. Right. Like, oh, yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> uh, what's on TV? Yeah. You know, so like, you know, that, but there's some more sort of connection there, right? There, there's a sort of, there's a... And there's an, and, that, and by the way, that you mean that's, the person whose vagina I came out right, of? right, no, no, yeah, but but it's different. like there's like an argument. There's an argument. I'm going to like go through these two schools, but like there's one school of philosophy that basically says that our moral feeling works in concentric circles, right? right. You start with like your yourself, your family, yeah. your friends, and you sort of branch out, and then it dissipates as you go further, right. right? Of course, and that's you know how morality just operates. And then there's the other school that basically says, no, 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 that's all wrong. That's not moral. You have to be universal about it. Is that somebody getting hit by a bus, whether it's a mom, your mom, or a random person, you have to feel equally bad about it because it's we can universally say it's a bad yeah, event. Yeah, that's stupid. Right? That's, that's, that's stupid. By the way, that's Kant, right? One of the, yeah, well, Kant, one of the biggest yes, philosophers in Can I be honest? I've never been a Kant fan. <laughs> right, right, never, not okay, a Kantian. I don't, right, I don't right. even like saying the word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The word feels dirty. <laughs> um, so what's your question? Do I feel bad? Yeah, no, because because there's a lot of... Um, 
there's a lot of internet chatter um, saying that you should, right? Yeah, that yeah, that, yeah, that for you sure. definitely should feel bad that you're not sort of suffering or feeling feeling for Pakistan, feeling for Baghdad um, or Iraq in the same way as people sort of express themselves for, yeah. for Brussels or for Paris and so on. Um, and I don't know. I mean, like I lived in Paris, so yeah. you know when Paris got hit, that like that meant something to me. Yeah. You know that I lived there. Um, I've never lived in Pakistan, and, and actually, frankly, in Pakistan, I, I actually cared a little bit because you know before 1947, that was all part of like British India, and my grandma came from there. Brussels, I actually but, didn't care that much. <laughs> I was like, I went to Brussels and I didn't like it, and that sounds really bad, but but it's it's just it's just true though. Ahmed, I don't even know you right now. You're a monster. I am shocked with your behavior. What are you talking about? I mean, like. I know th- that's the thing. I, 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 I think I think the the impulse is for everybody to be a Kantian, right? Everybody yeah. should be like Kant and say that oh, anything bad that happens in the world, we should all feel equally for, bad for. For our listeners that don't yeah. know, we're talking about James yeah. Kant from The Godfather, <laughs> right? <laughs> Because I don't know right. who the hell you're talking right. about. We're talking... But I get the right. right. So, we'll just go with that, consigliere. Listen, yes. Here's what I'm saying. No, I don't feel... I'm not saying I'm like every day waking up being like, oh man, those poor people in all those countries. When I feel bad about it, it's basically when people tell me it happened. And I'm like, oh shit, I feel bad. Like, right. I, I, was, I knew about the Paris thing. And then when you see on Facebook... You know the people you're talking about, which are like no one cares about the people in, in Ivory Coast. I'm like, no, I care about them, and now I feel really bad because I didn't know. And, and I think it's just there's there's too many terrorist attacks right now for me to totally let it overwhelm my body. Mm-hmm. Like I I feel bad. I just want to put a blanket statement out there that like I feel bad for all of them, and I'm not going to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess people experience in different ways. I mean, yeah. I think, you know, like when I think about 9-11 and so on, like that's an attack here that I experienced. I was in D.C. when it yeah. happened, yeah. you know, yeah. I mean that, you know, that I had students who lost a parent in, in yeah, the Pentagon true. and stuff like that. It's like, so it's just, it theoretically, what happens in the Ivory Coast is a te- obviously for me a, a a terrible, terrible tragedy, right? It's horrible. It, I don't know. It's interesting. I think it intersects with like, you know, like black lives matters and stuff yeah. like that. You know, that, that, um, that, you know, certain lives matter more than others. Right? Yeah. And, and, and the way we sort of think about that, um, which, and I feel like I'm on the wrong side of this in, 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 in yeah, many you ways, are. you know, yeah. like I really do, but I can't help. I, I'm being honest here. Um, yeah. that when, when countries or when places that I've been to where I have friends, where I know people, yeah. when that those have been hit, yeah. that affects me more than a place that I've never been to and I have no connection to except for, yes, I can, I can sort of say that, yes, that is a moral sort of you know, horror that happened to those people and I feel really bad for them and that's yeah. terrible, but I don't, I'm not changing the flag to, on my Facebook to the Ivory Coast. Well, two things. One is, are you sure you're not Italian? Because you sound Italian, rather. You're like, I've been there. Huh? They they hit a place I've been. Now it's personal. All right, I've been there one time. That that's now I'm gonna get them. It must have been my week in Sicilia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you went to Sicily for two days, and now suddenly you're like, you know, one time I I put a foot in uh, France. That's that's terrible. That's real bad. 
I've never been to Africa. I don't know much about it. I don't want to get involved. I've been to Africa. Let me tell you what. I, uh, I've been I've been uh, Brussels. I've been there one time. Now now it's personal. I, first of all, I think w- what we're going to do is tomorrow, we're going to put the Ivory Coast flag on our Facebook. Okay. To, so that you can start being more open to... So I can become a conscious. Yeah, and it's going yeah. to be for you. And I'm saying right now, I think this is right now where you can say you're going to start feeling bad for everybody. The same. Stop. Stop. The same. Yeah. Okay. Forget, forget James Cont. <laughs> okay. That guy's an idiot. What we're talking about is just. Uh, he did protect the family though, didn't he? He did protect the family. All right, man. Well, that was fun. Okay. Do you? I mean, I feel like you were really animated tonight. I the martinis. You think it was that? I don't Definitely. know. Definitely. I, I mean, you're like you're aggressive tonight. Aggressive. <laughs> yeah, you were aggressive. I don't think I was aggressive. I mean, you were like really open with your emotions. We've we learned that you don't really care about everybody. You, you know? learned that I'm a total monster. You're a total monster. Um, all right. Well, what should we keep our eyes open for? Well, I know what I'm keeping my eye open for. Tomorrow, I'm going to see Bernie Sanders. Oh, you are? Yeah. yeah. That's right. That's right. South Bronx. Uh, I'm awesome. very excited about that. Say hi to me. Um, I, I, Say hi I, for me. I will. I will. Um, Say hi to me. And, and, and Rosario Dawson, which I'm also excited well, about. I know. I'm going to text uh, her before you get there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so coming up, we've got, you know, uh, I think the Republicans are up next for their primaries. They kind of had a week off or a few yeah. days off. And yeah. so they're going to be um, back up the next next week. And essentially one major thing that I'm going to be watching out for um, is essentially the Supreme Court. Oh <laughs> Once God. again. You're driving me crazy, <laughs> listen, man. You're, another, you're not allowed to talk about Supreme Okay, listen, there was a podcasts. huge... Okay, no, 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 no. There was just a huge thing that happened with Skeelit. I didn't talk about it today. I didn't talk about it today. That was on purpose. I didn't talk I about it today. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Were you this nerdy when you asked my sister out like years ago? <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, what was she thinking? That tells you I something mean, about your sister, doesn't this is, it? Yeah. yeah. This is, you're impossible. Yeah. Your sister's a nerd. She, yeah. she doesn't like to admit it, but All she you is. do is talk about yeah. the Supreme Court. You're, you're obsessed. <laughs> Who cares? It's, it's important, okay? My God. Jesus Christ. Well, what was the big thing with the Supreme Court? Okay, yeah, yeah, so yeah, there's. Yeah, yeah. A, I'm just saying, like, there's a bunch of cases that are going to be down the pipeline. Like Scalia's dead, right? So there was a case that went four to four today because of his death, and the strategy that these guys used was that there was a challenge on unionization, right? Yeah. And there was this, some libertarian group that basically said we want to lose in the appeals court so we get to the Supreme Court because we know Antonin Scalia oh is going to give us the vote. <laughs> so, so he died. He up and died on them and now it goes back to the, the lower court and they and they lost that one. R.I.P. Scalia. Right? So, so I wonder how many more of those and we know that there's more of those where that deadlock is going to matter a lot. So that's yeah. what I'm going to be looking out for. Okay. Um, all right, well, let's wrap it up. This is No Politics at the Dinner Table. Um, you can check us out on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're everywhere. We are on iTunes, people. We have a website. Them. By the way, we got our first UK uh, yeah. subscription today. Yeah. Shout out to the Great Britain, the That's motherland, right. baby. That's right. Um, the by the way, speaking of Bernie, you can get your Bernie tees because we are unapologetically Bernie supporters yes, on here. We're not hiding absolutely. it anymore. No, no, no. Tune in. I mean, we talk about everybody, but you know who we're going for. Right. Go to Fats. 
stash.com to get your Bernie t-shirts because all proceeds go to my boy Bernie Sanders who's going to win and be your next president of the United States. Uh, we want to thank... Um, Applegate hot dogs who did not give us hot dogs, but <laughs> if you want to give it in the future, right. we just thanked you. Right, right. And someone in the UK knows who you are. Um, no Politics at the Dinner Table is produced by G. Beta Roy. Music by G. Beta Roy and theme song by Here Comes Brooklyn. Um, I'll see you next week, dude. See you next week. Yeah. <laughs>